0: Welcome to History Cram. I'm your host, Jake Roll, and during this podcast, we will be investigating mine and your story and connecting them with the stories of the past and present people. Are you ready? Because it's time to start cramming. Welcome back to History Cram. Nice to be back after a few weeks away. I have a special episode to, um, for you today titled Our Week in Minnesota Studies. In this episode, I will share short stories from a variety of topics, what it's like learning Dakota, the U.S.-Dakota treaties in Minnesota, a mock court trial we had in class. Sit back and enjoy the show. Um, So we've been learning about the Dakota people and their culture and language, so I'm just getting used to saying these words, so I may not say them correctly, but... Um, the first one is Imakiyapi, and then at the end you say Ye or Do, depending on your gender, how you identif- identify. Or if you um, just go by They, Them, then um, you just leave it at Imakiyapi. But we'll say more on that later. Then De Mantahan, then Minnesota Makoche, then Mitakuye Owasin. Um, so Imaki Yapi means they call me, and then ye or do, and so, like, Jake Imaki Yapi do, because I identify as male, so, like, Jake is what they call me, um, but, um, but what's, what I think is important about it is, what I think, what kind of stands out to me is that it says they call me. It's more of like a community or like like you're part of something instead of just like, I'm called Jake. I am called Jake. I'm called Jake. Instead, instead of that, it's more like they call me Jake. So I think that's pretty important. And then De Montehan uh Demontahan means, um, I'm from, so like Minnesota De Minnesota Makoche is what the Dakota and I think Ojibwe called the land before it was called Minnesota. Um, What's important, I mean, what's important about that, what stands out is that they consider that to be their birthplace, and um, they really honor the land. They believe the creator um, gave it to them as a gift, and allowed them to live and has given them a lot of things, the animals and crops and stuff. So, um, I mean, not they, the Dakota. Um, but what's important, yeah, that's pretty important. And, um, that's why I think it would be difficult for the Dakota to believe that the land could be owned because one, one Dakota woman said, um, like quoted from, um, uh, what's his name, Little Crow, I think, um, and said, land, uh, man belongs to earth, but earth did not belong to land. I mean, earth does not belong to man, (laughs) sorry, um, but it's basically saying that land, that earth owns man, not man, man can't, shouldn't own earth. Like, the creator gave the earth to them as a present. So they should not be able to take it and just own it for themselves. Um, that's what they, that's what the Dakota believe. Um, my thoughts on learning the new language is it's kind of fun. I think it's um, it's fun to be able to say things in different languages. Um, what I think is important about it is um, learning a new language is um, for all languages, even, um, it's good to like show people your culture kind of like those words are more than just ways of saying things. They're, they're more, they're like beliefs. Um, and so I think it's important to, to, to learn their beliefs and, um, yeah, um, I think it's important to learn what they think about things in their beliefs, the Dakota, what they think about things. Um, so that is, um, the new words. Um, we've also spent time learning about the treaty signing between the Dakota and the U.S. government. It's a complicated story, and I'm just starting to learn about it, so, um, please, uh, bear with me. Um, so a treaty is basically an agreement between two groups that involves a, uh, like, um, uh, signing usually. You have to sign it, um, and it's an agreement or it's kind of a trade where you trade off something for something. Um, but the Dakota and the white settlers from the European white settlers, um, the Dakota and the European white settlers um, um, made a treaty to, uh, um, because the U.S. wanted more land. Um, because they were, there was they more and more European, like the na- land now called, um USA was being discovered by Europeans well well the actually the native americans had discovered it first but they were um immigrating over to it and um starting to um grow their empire kind of like branching out and moving slowly west um and so and their population population was growing and so the Dakota bargained with the, um, well, the white settlers bargained with the Dakota and said that they would give them money and, like, provisions and food um, because the Dakota were actually going hungry a little bit because the white settlers had been killing a lot of their animals and they were disappearing, and so they needed food. And so they bargained with food and um, asked for a little bit of for a bit of land in um, the land now called Minnesota, and what I feel about it is, I don't think it was very fair because it wasn't really even a bargain. Like the U.S. kind of threatened them with if they said if they said no, they the U.S. kind of threatened them and said they would bring soldiers onto the land, and so it wasn't really a fair trade. Like it was more of just like you have to trade with us you have to do this trade. Um, but so I don't think I, I, it was not a good trade, I would say, but the, I don't think it was a good trade or treaty, the treaty. Um, I just have a question about it. Like how did all those Dakota, like eventually after more and more time that the U S kept growing in population, soon they had, like, taken over, like, all of Minnesota, and there was just a small part, like, refugee camp for the Dakota, and, um, I just don't know, like, why did, um, why did they, how did they get squeezed all the way into that, like, did they, did the U.S. just, like, kill all those Dakota except for that small part, like, um, which I think is terrible, um, but, what I think what happens next probably, I think the Dakota probably tried to battle the U.S. but with like small battles and counterattacks. But um they probably didn't stand much chance against all the U.S. guns and um, all the European like new like technology and stuff. And um so it's sad. And I think that we, the best thing we can do now is probably just try to keep the culture alive and honor the Native Americans who first discovered this land. Uh, We started our week out acting out a court case about a broken window where there was, um, Mr. Wiley came out on a evening um, at six o'clock. He came out of his door, uh, House to the sound of breaking glass because he heard the sound of breaking glass and he, uh, he came out and he looked at his out at his front yard and there was um a kid from the neighborhood named Tony and a and a couple of other kids and they and Tony was about to throw a rock at the window and it looked like to him and so Mr. Wiley accused or Mr. Willie I don't know um he accused Tony of breaking the window um there, later discovered a broken window, and he accused Tony of breaking the window, and, um, so they went to court. I was actually a prosecution attorney, so I was trying to, I was on Mr. Wiley's side. I was trying to prove Tony guilty that he had broken the window. Um, what I remember was, basically, we, um, called our witnesses, and there was four witnesses, Sandy, Tony's friend, Tony, himself, Mr. Wiley, and, um, Leslie, who was a newspaper carrier, who, um, was walking by, delivering newspapers, and saw the whole thing. Well, not the whole thing, a part of the, the situation. Um, what, what happened, um, so I, cr- we cross-examined my, um, me and my other fellow prosecution attorneys cross-examined and examined the four witnesses. The Leslie and um, what, Mr. Wiley were on our side, trying to prove him guilty, and Sandy and Tony um, were trying to not uh, trying to defend the case. And so it was. I think it was a pretty good trial. I think we did pretty good, but it was a little bit disappointing when um, it was. Re- it was kind of disappointing when they when the jury finally announced, um, Tony innocent because I thought that the prosecution attorneys had a better, uh, um, argument on it, but alas, we can't change the past. And so, (laughs) um, what I thought about the experience, it was, I think it was pretty fun and it, like, shows me how, it shows you, uh, Like, how it's like um, to see, to, um, it shows me how it's like, it showed me how it's like in a real trial and what it would be like, and I think it's pretty fun. Um, that's my thoughts about the court case. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this production of History Cram. Please join me next week when we talk about Indian boarding schools, and, um, hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next week.